what hooked you into wrestling? Because, I mean, it's a total cliche, total cliche. It sounds like a sexist thing to ask, but... Chicks. I'm a girl. And girls traditionally don't gravitate toward watching professional wrestling. But, and I don't get that because there's a lot of very handsome men in pro wrestling that pretty much wrestle in their underwear. So <laughs> I'm thinking if you're, <laughs> you're a chick, that you would go there. Plus, when you go there, there's no girls there in the audience. So it's like, it's like Christmas Day. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show. James Van And it is Car con Carne, the world's only food podcast recorded in a car. My car is a Mazda 3. It is being soaked by rain. We are outside the Squared Circle, a pro wrestling-themed restaurant. I'm sitting here with Sherry Shaw, musician, the heart and soul of Staria, also someone who has done a lot of fabulous professional wrestling entrance themes. That, that's your, uh, I guess that's your day job. I guess, yeah. Weird. So it only makes sense. You pick this place since you have a, a career in professional wrestling. Let's just go to a place that is all about pro wrestling. Makes sense to me. I mean, you walk in the door, there, there are pro wrestling outfits that are framed. There are pictures of pro wrestlers. There's a, there's a whole wall of like folding chairs ready to be used. <laughs> we should have brought one in the car. Hey, well, that's why I didn't turn my back on you. I was afraid, afraid of either taking a chair or some kind of foreign object. But uh, Lisa Marie Varen of pro wrestling fame started this place. She did. She's awesome. And she's not in Chicago anymore, I don't think. Is she not? I believe she moved. I believe there was a thing that happened here. Oh, yeah, yeah, there yeah. was a thing, yeah. There was a thing. So she's. <laughs> not, I, I, I think she may still visit, but I, I don't think she comes by that, that often anymore. She's too nice to have things happen to her. She, I've met her a couple times, and I agree. Nice girl. So, all right, we're at the squared, squared Circle, and for those who haven't been, the menu is ridiculous. It's stupid. It's insane. You're going to die tonight with what you ordered. I am going to die tonight. We met here, and I said, well, what are you thinking you're going to have? pizza you just get like a straight up pizza <laughs> clearly the specialty of this place is the burgers they've got all these stuffed just obnoxious really amazing sounding burgers i got i, I forgot the name already uh some kind of really intensely how do you hot forget the name this is a food podcast well it's not like a conventional i got the hot burger it, it has, it has <laughs> a special true. name and i, I forgot what it was but it, it's a burger that's stuffed with all kinds of hot stuff i'm gonna be your research assistant and i'm gonna look it up Thank right you. now Thank you, mobile technology. <laughs> but I, I mean, feel this 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 container. It's like a dwarf star. I, I can't. Holy cow! This You're so eating dense. the whole thing. You're not gonna wuss out on me. I'm just saying. Oh, this is nuts. And your choices are like brioche roll, pretzel roll, waffles. Waffles. <laughs> that was an option. I went with the brioche. I love it. I love a nice brioche bread. Are you looking at the menu? Yeah, this I'm looking smells, at the menu. This smells so good, doesn't it? It does, but my, my pizza is nicely in a box. It's not going to cause me any trouble. See, I feel like if I'm not wearing some of my food home, I've done the podcast wrong. I've done a disservice <laughs> to the mission statement of whatever this is. All right, let's see here. Was it the... No, it wasn't the hottie toddy. Hot mess? Nope. Nope, nope. Keep going, keep going. It was a two-word name. They have like an Elvis burger with peanut butter in it, um, a, a burger stuffed with macaroni and cheese. 
which was very tempting. Or stuffed with Merck's cheese and topped with mac and cheese. I don't know if it's on here. It has to be. Because I'm recognizing everything. Uh, there are pork rinds in mine. Right, you, I know you, that. Like, control <laughs> F pork rind? Search for... It's not. It's not on here. It must be new. All right, I got something special here. The burger with pork rinds. And uh, would you like to share why you were upset when we opened up the bag? Yes, because we ordered Diet Cokes, and she said, coming right up, and these are very clearly not Diet Cokes. We were baited and switched. That, that's Diet your Pepsi. Are you too warm, by the way? It is kind of hot in here. I can never get the temperature right in here. Oh, see, that looks like a, like a very civil pizza. It's a very, very petite, gluten-free pizza. I'm taking, are you taking a, a picture. Yeah. Are you gramming it? <laughs> oh crap! Holy heavens! You are gonna have that all over you. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna follow your lead. I'm gonna Instagram this. So what I'm looking at a, a brioche bun. I'm seeing pork rinds, just straight up sliced jalapenos here. Cheese everywhere. Merch cheese. It's stuffed with merch cheese, right? Yes, the, the, which gets really melty and good. This is this is. I'd be appalled if I didn't actually really want to eat this. <laughs> it looks so like a heart attack in a tin. You ever uh, turn on your phone to use the camera and realize you have it facing the wrong direction, and, and, it's and you see horrific. your face in an awkward, <laughs> uh, an awkward facial expression, and you're horrified by it? Yes, yeah. a lot. That just happened to me. This is ridiculous. Right, I'm just going to eat a pork rind by hand here. Okay. I'm going to take a bite of my gluten-free pizza. I feel very boring compared to your menu. Choice. You made a conscious decision to be boring tonight. I did. And I'm very happy with the my decision. It's <laughs> spicy. Holy hell. All right, so let's start by talking about Staria. Okay. Now, I, I first met you years and years ago. Hundreds of years ago. Uh, back when I worked for the radio station Q101. You were in a band called Massive Vivid. The radio station put out a compilation CD. Lo and behold, you were on it. In fact, we recently reconnected on Facebook, and you sent me a message, something along the lines of, do you even remember me? <laughs> I did. And I sent you a picture back. In in my home office, I have a framed poster of that first CD I, I put, to get, put together, Local 101 Volume 1, and all the bands signed it, mm -hmm. including you. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> so I sent you a picture back of your of your signature saying, yeah, of course I remember you. You're on my wall. Oh, man. That's just, that just warms my little feelings. It was awesome. So we met years ago, and you're still very actively making music. Tell me about the birth of Staria. So I left Massive Vivid, obviously, and I just, I took kind of a break, but really wanted to get back into the music, but I didn't want to be in music with the people I was in music with. So a guy at our old record label knew this guy who goes by light who was a huge fan of mine l-y-t-e yes and he would he told me that he would listen to like 10 seconds of my voice over and over and over again and i was like this dude's creepy i'm not working with right him. that's usually a red flag <laughs> yeah and he's like no no just try i i i vouch for him you got to work with him and so he sent me some stuff and i really liked it sent sent some stuff back and what he sent back to me i was so blown away i was like oh yeah this is the guy that i want to write music with and that was many moons ago and like how long ago probably when we first really connected it was probably about 10 years ago okay and then um we were going on a good streak there and then we kind of got sucked into the wrestling world All right, i want to talk about that eat your food okay eating i, I realize 
It's going to be hard for you to get this story out and eat your food. I'm going to try it. Though, this, this is a two-hander. I'm glad I've got the mics planted. I really wish people could see this burger that you're about to eat. It's not just about seeing the burger. It's about seeing me eat it. I don't have a, I don't have a plan. And here's the problem. My seat is broken in my car, so I can't move it back. <laughs> so I'm stuck here with my face in the microphone. You are very close. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, man. Is it good? Mm-hmm. Is it spicy? A little bit. Yeah. But like There's our bartender literally said, cheese on every section of it. Yeah, it's magnificent. Our bartender said it was spicy, but not crazy spicy. But there are jalapenos all over it. <laughs> and spicy pork rinds. All right, what kind of pizza did you get? I got a pepperoni pizza with gluten-free crust. And normally I hate gluten-free crust, but... Uh-huh. For health reasons, I don't eat gluten, and this is probably the best gluten-free crust I've ever had. It actually tastes like pizza crust and not cardboard. So we couldn't be more opposite right now. <laughs> you're looking at me, you're thinking, he's a monster. <laughs> That's what makes the world go round. Is that true, though? You're looking at me and thinking, wow, what a, no. what a foul. I'm actually looking at you really jealous that I cannot eat mm. that burger. It's really good. Although, I don't know if I would have chosen that particular burger, but a burger in general. That is really good. All right, so wrestling. You mentioned it. Let's let's get into that. Okay. Up until weeks ago, you were working for TNA, for Impact. Yeah, I guess I kind of still am. This is where, I, this is where it gets confusing. It right? is, it's a, should we just back it up? Yeah, let, let's start okay. from the beginning. What hooked you into wrestling? Because, I mean, it's a total cliche, total cliche, it sounds like a sexist thing to ask, but... Chicks. I'm a girl. And girls traditionally don't gravitate toward watching professional wrestling. But, and I don't get that, because there's a lot of very handsome men in pro wrestling that pretty much wrestle in their underwear. So <laughs> I'm thinking if you're <laughs> you're a chick, that you would go there. Plus, when you go there, there's no girls there in the audience, so it's like... It's like Christmas Day. <laughs> very, very true. But I, I was a fan for a while, and I was, I thought it was ridiculously brilliant. And I went to. So you like the storylines? You like the show? Yeah, I like, like the good guy, bad guy stuff. Sure. I like the costumes. I like the larger than life stuff. Like I'm really weird with stuff like that. Like my musical tastes go everywhere from like front two four two all the way to like the Spice Girls because I just love stuff that's like larger than life mm-hmm. and kind of on the cheesy side of stuff sometimes. So, Speaking of cheesy side, how about this yeah, burger? Yeah, your burger. Hey. cheese Arama. Uh-huh. So I went to this, like, I think it's Wizard World or something like that, like a con- like a Comic-Con A pop culture convention yeah. sort of thing, uh-huh. And I heard somebody say, like, Billy Corgan's here, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, I'm like, let's go see what that's all about. So I walk over there, and it's just total chaos. Mm-hmm. And he's about to give this big announcement and he announces that he's starting a wrestling company in Chicago. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, that's the weirdest thing in the world. So you just happened to be there at that time yes. when that happened. And I knew he was a wrestling fan because a couple years before that, um, I have some friends that work pretty close with the WWE and I was invited to the WrestleMania after party when it was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And he, Billy was there. And I always just had this weird feeling that I was going to work with him. Just 
something stupid. So I saw him. I'm like, oh, this is it. This is the moment, blah, blah, blah. And I remember I was standing at the food table, and there was a giant WWE ice sculpture on the table with, like, the liquor pouring through uh-huh. it. And he was on the other side of the ice sculpture. So it was just me, the big W ice sculpture, and Corgan. I was like, this is my this is my time. You had your in. So I ran out to my car. I got my CD, ran back in. So you left the party, left the yeah. after party. yeah. Ran out, got my CD, came back in, and something in my gut just said it's not the right time. I don't know why or what, because usually I don't check it out. Always, you always like got to trust that stuff, though. And I was just like, it's just not it. And everybody was yelling at me. They're like, are you kidding? What else are you ever going to see him? Blah, blah, blah. So I knew he was a wrestling fan. So that really didn't surprise me too much. But it was all just kind of, it was crazy. It was wonderful. And I was like, oh, I've got to find out what this is about. So I went home. I tweeted the company. was just like, if you have chick wrestlers, I want in on the theme music. Mm-hmm. And Billy happened to see it, and he tweeted me back right away. He's like, are you serious? I was like... That's, that never happens. I know, because he doesn't really tweet too much unless he's, like, yelling about something. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm serious. Let's do this. So we just started talking, and he just said that he was just tired of music and wrestling in general is just very kind of jarhead metal music and everybody's kind of sounds the same like wwe's a bit you know like chunga, 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 chunga. yeah but they have they they switch it up a lot but but typically in indie wrestling it's a lot of you know metallica and whatnot and he just wanted to do more of like a movie score type thing and he had already listened to my music which kind of freaked me out that's cool and um i just wrote him a couple things with I worked with two different writers at that time, and he he liked it and hired me, and that's kind of how I got sucked in. And now I just feel like I'm his go-to wrestling theme song his, girl. A wrestling muse. Yes, I'm going to take a bite of my pizza. Please, please do. <laughs> uh, so, while Sherry's been talking, I've been eating my burger. My mouth is on fire. I've had <laughs> a significant amount of jalapeno peppers. Um, my nose is running. I've reached for supplemental napkins. <laughs> I've spilled a little bit of, I don't know if it's cheese or sauce on my black sweatshirt, so this will not be recycled for tomorrow's outfit. I have chunks of meat that have fallen into the french fries. This is really delicious. It looks really good, oh actually. Oh my gosh, it's really good. All right, so how long ago would you say it was when you tweeted at Billy? Which, again, that's like that's fairy tale stuff. That doesn't happen It is. It's a very Cinderella world. story. I love it. It was like maybe... Almost six years ago, I think now at this point. So it was the right idea, the right talent at the right time with the right message. Right. It's crazy. And it ended up being the wrong company, which was fine. And that was his Resistance Pro? Yes. What was that? Now, that was a total indie startup company. What was that experience like? It was really fun at first. Um, that was my first experience around wrestlers. There's all this etiquette I didn't know anything about. Like what? Like, this is what they call kayfabe. (laughs) Like, you know, if a veteran walks in the room, you're supposed to go shake his hand and introduce yourself. Like, you don't not walk into a wrestling situation and introduce yourself to every single person in the room. Well, I don't, I don't know that. So I think a lot of people thought I was rude at the beginning because I didn't go around and shake every single person's hand. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. And you mentioned kayfabe. What is that? It's like... It's it's a secret. Like it's it's wrestling culture, and it's just for the workers and the promoters. Um, it's a secret. That whole world's a secret. 
Well, the, the idea, when I started watching wrestling, when I was watching Bob Luce wrestling on Sundays, AWA All-Star Wrestling, the idea was the good guys and bad guys really hated each other. Right. When they said stuff in those uh, promos, they meant it. And when they ran out from backstage to attack someone in the ring, it's because they had a bitter feud to settle. In reality, they were touring together. They would be carpooling from location to location. What? <laughs> Behind the scenes, I mean, it was it was all theater. And right. up until maybe the late 80s, people believed kayfabe was a legit thing. Great mm-hmm. strides were taken to pr- maintain that illusion. But then once uh, WWF realized they can get a tax break on their <laughs> events uh, by calling it sports entertainment and not treating wrestling as legitimate sports, right. that all changed. Mm-hmm. Some might argue that was a very bad turn for the business. I still miss kayfabe. I miss... I miss the illusion. It's kind there's, of cool. I think there's a lot, still a lot of kayfabe in the indies. I think a lot of those boys still like to keep the authenticity of wrestling and the people that have done it way before them. And I appreciate that history of it. Oh, yeah. I don't like the curtain to be pulled back too much because it kind of loses the luster of it all. You I know? agree. All right, so you're learning the etiquette. Yes. You're at Impact, not Impact, excuse me, you're at Resistance Pro. You're learning, at the onset, it's fun. Then what? Then um, we got a reality show deal with AMC. (laughs) Which is, just every time I think about it, like we were, got a show with one of the biggest networks, most popular network. And everything just kind of changed. Everybody just went nuts. People wearing sunglasses inside. (laughs) Was it a cause and effect? Like, TV deal happens, everyone changes? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. There are a lot of egos. I wasn't real accepted there in the beginning. Um, Well, I'm a girl. I'm not a wrestler. I'd imagine that'd be tough. Never been in the wrestling business before. And I'm kind of just like Billy's girl. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was always a real struggle for me. Plus, the wrestlers were not happy with they weren't going to get to use what music they wanted to use. And in the beginning, I was just writing what I wanted to write or what Billy wanted for a certain character. Uh-huh. Later on, I would we kind of tailored more to what they were looking for. But we were really trying to keep it movie soundtrack, totally different. And, and by th- movie soundtrack, do you mean like a dramatic, yeah, cinematic? Like cinematic, you know... Instead of the big burly guy coming out to a metal song, he's coming out to me singing over like drum loops. Like mm-hmm. it was weird. I get it. It was an adjustment. But as we got into it, people got more comfortable with it. And it was one of the unique things about our promotion that I'm really proud of. And I know Billy's really proud of it too. So once once the reality show started happening, people started to realize like, well, if we're going to do this, we have to be different or else what's the right. point? But that was a nightmare. <laughs> and... It's very long to film a reality show, a lot of hours. It's like, I don't remember the number, so I'm going to be ridiculous, but it was like 2,000 hours for like one hour of TV. It was insanity. I bet it was nuts. And everybody's fighting to get camera time, and I'm like, you ain't going to get to camera time because there's only an hour, and that's including commercials, you know? So when that all kind of went south, um, the AMC canceled all their reality program, us, Gene Simmons all of it except for like walk talking dead or whatever that's called uh-huh billy ended up leaving 
I followed. Um, and then he, pretty shortly after that, once went to start work at TNA at Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And he was having a blast. He loved it over there. Let's be clear. Billy Corgan. Yes. Is living the American dream. He is. Here's a guy who made his fortune off his art. Mm-hmm. In the 1990s, Smashing Pumpkins were one of the biggest bands of that era. Mm-hmm. He made a lot of money off that, I'm, I'm assuming. He made it off his art. He made enough money that he can do things like follow his passions and interests. Mm-hmm. Open a tea house in Highland Park. Chase a pro wrestling dream. <laughs> yep. I mean, that, that's it. He did it. He did it. And he, he won it. the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. And he's, he does it every day. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much in awe of, of, of him and how he chooses to spend his life kind of at the point of his life where he's at. He's very passionate about what he does, and he does what he wants. And That's certainly the, the impression I think mm-hmm. we all get. He's, he's legit. He's very authentic, and it's one of the things I appreciate most about him is there's no bullshit. It's just... Ooh, can I say that on a podcast eating pizza? Oh, yeah, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> um, it's just he is who he is, and some people don't care for it, but I, I like it because you always know what you're getting. There's no, See, there's I no could, secrets. I could learn from Billy, Billy Corgan because, really, my ambitions are so low. <laughs> if, I were, if I were to ever make Billy Corgan-type money, I think the first thing I would do is get a Coca-Cola freestyle machine. You know the Coca-Cola machines where you can get, like, Grape Fanta Zero. Mm-hmm. I want one of those. I also want a skee ball table. I think you should get your car seat fixed first. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, but I'm talking big ticket items. Oh, the wait, car seat's you. probably a couple hundred bucks. Uh, but yeah, like a skee ball table. You know where you roll the the wooden ball up the. You would actually want one in your house. Not only would I want that, Sherry, I would want the prize redemption center. So when I get enough tickets for you know getting a high score, you could I, actually go get something for like a stuffed cat. Again, I could learn from Billy Corgan. I, I could, I could he perhaps could, aim He higher. could buy a lot of ski ball machines. That I'm man. sure he could. <laughs> I'm sure he could throw in some pinball tables on top of it all. <laughs> all right, so you follow him to TNA. Yeah, he was there for a while, and then he asked me to write a song for one of their wrestlers, Jesse Goddard, who was part of the Bromance tag team, and he was splitting off and really wanted some epic, kind of almost like Star Wars kind of music and. So we kind of worked something up for him. And is that the kind of direction you get? Like, make me something Star Wars-ish? Well, at the indie place, I kind of just got to the point where I was doing just whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but at Impact, this was just like supposed to be like a one-off deal. And Jesse's a, Jesse Goddard is a big one of their big superstars. He was also on Big Brother. Mm-hmm. So he's got like, I don't know, 600,000 followers on Twitter. He's He's... He's a good dude and works really hard, and I knew it was a big deal to get him a song that he would really like. Mm-hmm. So we ended up writing that for him, and Big, who's like the big guy over at TNA, really liked it and wanted me to kind of start working through some more stuff. But it wasn't really until Billy kind of came on board in a more prominent role that he asked me to start writing for some other people. They have a music guy there. His name's Dale Oliver. He's great. He's been writing wrestling music forever, so I have a ton of respect for him. I just, we just do different stuff. So it, I thought it was going to be a really good balance of having what he does and what I do and work, you know, work together on that. And? And then the thing happened. 
<laughs> where uh, that didn't quite work out. I'm sure everybody's read about it on everywhere. Rolling Stone. Well, if someone's, li- if someone's listening who ne- just doesn't pay attention to professional wrestling, can you summarize in a... Um, I think there was kind of a... Hmm. How can I say this without getting in trouble with my friend Billy Corgan? Billy was there to work and to make TNA go places it's never been before. Like he w- he like had Duluth. huh? Like Duluth? <laughs> Not even responding to that. All right, sorry. He was Billy's passionate, and he loved those workers a lot. And he just had so many creative ideas, um, and was willing to let people like Matt and Jeff Hardy do their, you know, brother Nero thing and. I think a lot of people would have shied away from that where Billy just kind of embraced it and and helped give that wings and Billy's a fan. Billy's a total fan. Billy is a wrestling fan. He he loves it. He gets the psychology of it. He gets the politics of it. Like he and he's also like an eight year old boy when he's around it because <laughs> he loves it so much from his childhood. He's 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 my my funnest Billy is at wrestling Billy. I can see that. Yeah. So, yeah, there was there was kind of some bad stuff that went down, and uh, my plan was to just bad let stuff with bad stuff with Billy, or bad stuff with you. Oh, not with me. I'm the best. Nobody could possibly yeah. be mad at me. Right. It's unthinkable. I'm so sweet. You are. Um, but in the meantime, I got to write a theme song for at TNA's known as. Aaron Rex in WWE was Damian Sandow or Miz Dow. I mean, he's definitely the biggest guy I've worked for, and he is just like... And he's a big, a big guy. Ugh. Big in person and big in the wrestling world, mm. and couldn't have been more appreciative for what I did from. It was really hard, like, sometimes working for the indies, it's just like you're kind of just expected, and nobody really understood what went into writing a theme song or how much time or how much money. Um... And he just got it and couldn't have thanked me more, you know, right away was on social media plugging it. And, and Sandow, his his gimmick, it was a blue robe. Mm-hmm. It was kind of his thing. And when we released the single, he let me wear the actual robe. And I, awesome. I wore it, you know, cool and like a hot chick would wear a robe. But it was really cool. Like he, was, awesome. he was just all into it. And that's when I was just like, yeah, I need, I just, I need more of this, more of this, more of this. So anyway, they had their falling out, and um, my plan was just to, to let them keep what re- you know the songs that the wrestlers had there because it's it's part of their brand, it's part of their gimmick, and you did the work, you invested. Yeah, in it. and I just Here wanted it to stay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I I would probably wouldn't continue to work there just because you know you dance with the one that brung you. That's just my my thought on that. And Billy and I are very close, and I would always want to be where he's at because we just work really well together in that setting. So. Um, they ended up not using it. They pulled the Marilyn Manson song they had to, which was, I still don't understand that one. But, um, one of the dirt sheets, which in wrestling is kind of like the inquirers and the yeah. us weekly and stuff. They're everywhere. There's a lot of them. And one of the dirt sheets wrote a story about how they let the Manson song go, go and they let my stuff, my music go and they, you know, replaced it all and people were wondering if it was because of the lawsuit stuff that went down and they 
these guys are geniuses. They can dig for information and found out that wasn't the case that I was willing. I even told them, you can keep the four songs I have there. You could just keep them for free. Just use them till the wrestlers are done. You know, I just, because I know a few of the wrestlers were really upset that their songs were getting changed. Um, so anyway, this whole story came it, out. Really, those songs are part of the identity. They're part of them, and it's I would never the fans use them again. To, right. Yeah, because especially someone like Aaron, he's too well known. I'm not. I would never use that song again. So the dirt sheets came out, and it was, they they all picked it up, and I was my phone was going bananas, and people were like, "Whoever gets in the dirt sheets over theme song music?" I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, but I'm in the same sentence as Billy and Marilyn Manson, so I'll I'll Sweet. take it. Yeah. And um, the company, I guess, saw it and was just like, all right, we, we've got to get those songs back. So a couple of wrestlers have moved on to other gimmicks, but two, Marche Rocket and Allie, who's just so over with um, the crowd, she got to keep her song. So, and we're both really excited about it because most of my theme songs aren't something that Staria would put out. You know, it's, it's a cowboy song or this whatever. Um, but Allie's song was actually a Staria song that we redid with kind of a wrestling chant in it for her. That's so awesome. I was super excited about it because it was actually, I felt like some something I would actually be putting out on my own to have that released and heard around the world every week. It was a bummer when that didn't happen. So to get that back, I was, I was super excited about that. Unrelated? Yes. I may throw up soon. <laughs> Does your window work? It, it does. Okay, good. Unlike the seat, the window See, works. I've had three pieces of pizza. You've been very restrained. And I am not feeling sick. My mouth is not on fire. See, I, there's a strategy to what I do. It's not a, a good one necessarily, but it's a strategy. As my guest talks, I try to eat so that I can you know, come back with more questions and keep the conversation going. So I, I eat quickly to, to facilitate conversation. But in doing so, I'm very full. And, and that, it's like a thousand. Are we gonna gonna do like hot yoga or something in here? It's yes, seriously like eight thousand degrees in here. You're trying I, to sweat me. I out. know. I, well, no. Here, I'll turn off the heat. The problem is, the second I turn the defrost off, it gets really cold in here and starts to fog oh. up. I can never get this right. I, I, the, the temperature. Well, who cares bells. if it fogs up? Fair enough. All right. So, okay. so you are done, and this is all so very recent. You were very done. recent. This was like a week and a half ago. Recent. So what are you doing now? Are you just Staria focused or are you and Billy going to rise again in another wrestling situation? Well, Billy jumped on an RV and he's in the middle of Florida in like an alligator swamp right now. And you're not making that up. He's actually in like a 30 day. Legitimately is. Is, is. Do you think this is like just a desouring detox from the whole, the way TNA ended? He just wants to detach no, for a little bit? I think he really wanted to get out and talk to like the American people like there's so much going on with politics in our country and he just really wanted to go out and like feel the heartbeat of what's going on and again the American play some dream music. being yeah. able to do that yeah I would like to do that too heck yeah I don't have an RV oh. <laughs> and I tried to let them take me with them because it's him it's Dave Logano who's the head writer at TNA's also worked for WWE and he wrote an episode of Friends like he's a fantastic writer and one of our friends that's also a wrestler named Josephus they all went and I went there and they were going to get the RV and they wouldn't even let me go get the RV with them was it was like boy, boys, boys club yeah. yes it was really aggravating to me because I'm one of the boys in that situation and I'm telling you it would be a lot funner if I was on that trip I believe that's true they don't want to believe me but I think I'm going to just fly out there and stalk them I'm just going to surprise them one day and just be like 
Hey guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are you guys doing here? Isn't this funny? <laughs> All right, so he's on his so he's thirty doing day that. adventure. So are you? So you're kind of in stasis. A little bit, yeah. Which is fine because it was getting really hectic there for a while. Um, what, what do you think happens next? I think because it seems like wrestling is in his blood. Yes. He will. All, he says he doesn't know whatever about wrestling, but he will always do something in wrestling because he loves it. He, he's put in too much of the work at this point. Yeah. And he's dragged me with him, and I don't <laughs> want to leave because I love wrestling, too. I mean, Impact, we film at Universal Studios. I bet that's a It's blast. like the best job in the world. So I get to go to Orlando, hang out with a bunch of nice wrestler dudes, and walk over and go hang out at Universal Studios. I mean, seriously? It's like a cartoon. Yeah, it's not a bad gig. Thank you. And you get to hear your music being played as these wrestlers are coming out, and the fans they, you know, they hear one note, they it's know who's coming out. Yeah, they or they have motions they do with one of your songs. It's just, it's a trip. Well, I bet that's incredibly gratifying. Now you said the wrestlers that you work with are nice. I think you know perceptually for us on the outside, we would think there would be some oversized egos and some. Oh, I'm, there is, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, I've, I've read a few wrestling books. I've read the Jericho books. I've read the WCW book. I, I know there's some egos. Everybody's nice to me, for the most part. But I think kind of, too, I'm kind of like Billy's girl. I get labeled like Billy's girl. And so I think people are nice to me because Billy became president, and it's always nice to be friends nice to the president's friend right. i think that plus i'm a really Politics. sweet nice girl so why are you gonna be mean to me yeah it's, it's plus like if i write your theme song and you're mean to me then i might write you a really crappy theme song so of your time creating music you probably already said it but what was the theme you think man that that's it that's the that's the representative of my work so far as a wrestling composer mm. this is the one this is this is the portfolio song Maybe it was back in the old company, um, Kevin Steen, who's now um, Kevin Owens, yeah. his name? Yeah. Uh, did a theme for him, and that was probably my favorite. It blows my mind that he did uh, He did the indie circuit. I probably saw him at AAW at some and point. Didn't and didn't even know it. Didn't even know it. Of course. Him and Seth Rollins. Right. Yeah. That's what happened. And I mean, that's what makes those indie shows so fun. They're so fun. I love indie shows. I mean, I love, I love like the higher end indie shows. I went to one in somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, and um, Abyss was supposed to be there, and Raven was there, and Tommy Dreamer was there. So I'm like, let's just go and go hang out with everybody. But that was a little too indie for me. <laughs> I like a little bit like an AAW or, you know ring of honor those types of things they're so much fun and people always laugh at me i'm like dude where else for 20 bucks can you go have a couple beers watch these guys flip off ropes tell a story make you laugh make you get mad i'm like it's fun even if you don't like wrestling you can go for a night and really get into it and have fun oh it's a blast yeah all right so i don't remember what we were talking about oh what i'm doing now so yeah billy's off in the middle of nowhere feeding alligators and playing music and he's doing some 50 songs thing and he's having everybody vote on him it's really cool he's actually it's really a cool thing i really like the project i'm just kind of bitter because i'm not there but that's well, okay does that give you time to focus on stereo like, yes okay. so now we're 
we just finished Sober, which you played on your... Demo 312? Yep, last on Sunday. It hasn't even been a week. And it sounded great. It did. It was awesome. It was so exciting. So, tell me, or let's stop and okay. talk about that song for a second. You did this vocal part, and it sounds like it's been chopped up, rearranged. What What was the production process with that? Um, we had written a song, which is now sober, but it had all different lyrics. It was it's going in a totally different direction, and I just heard this in my head, where I took all these different parts from different things that I have sung in the song and if we just like mushed them all together and made it almost like its own vocal line mm-hmm. so I talked to my partner I kind of gave him an idea of what I want saying saying some stuff and, and that's kind of just what we came up with and it's it's cool because I feel like the song is so epic and sad it's like a heartbreaking love story to me I mean there's not many lyrics to it but that's what it is to me mm-hmm. and then to have that part come in where it's just like what in the world is that it just kind of explains the story better to me because it's like was such a confusing subject I was writing about and everything else is so simple and sweet and pretty and then this part comes in and you're just like what in the world but it just worked I don't know why it's just it just worked it's kind of haunting and I believe that's the word I used yeah yeah you did all right so I took you on a sidetrack there that's okay so sober staria yes so yeah, so sober. We just released that. We're, we're almost done with this other song that we've been working on forever. It's finally coming, coming together, and we got a few others under our belt. So uh, really, our goal is we want to get our EP done by um, July, and actually, re- we want to release a physical CD. I know that a lot of people don't care about that anymore, but it's very important for me to release an actual CD with cover art and yeah. liner notes and. And if you, if you do tour behind it at some point, if you do hit the road... I'm kind of old for touring at this point, oh, but... stop it. I'm an old really lady. Believe, do you really believe that? My thought is if you've already done music, you can tour for a long time. But if you're coming into it at 65 years old like myself, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, you, you did get the senior discount I at did, Squared yeah. Circle tonight. <laughs> so really, you think you're just a studio project? No, I mean... No, I mean, I could see us touring, but I mean, the music business is just so on its ear right now. I don't even know. My goal with it really is to just get it out. Yeah. I just want to put it's been so long in the making, and it's so important to me. And I'm so passionate about what I've written about, and I think it's different. I don't think you hear anything like it on the radio, which I'm super proud of. And I just want to get it out, and then we that can go sense. from there. <laughs> makes total sense uh if people want to hear you right now what should they do um you can go on itunes and search staria two s's yes um all that's on like my twitter which is staria um instagram which is sherry staria i think i'm very creative and we have a website staria.com i think it's on you know yeah it's on like spotify and google play and all that stuff but a lot of it's our wrestling themes, too. So if you hear a song where you're just like, what in the world? It's probably a wrestling theme. Cool. I should have at some point, like, made it Staria and, like, Staria Wrestling or something like that. But I didn't. Just different sides of the same yeah. creative soul. All right. So, Staria. Yes. Sherry Shaw, thank you for uh, eating food in my car. That's it? I only ate half my pizza. Well, I, th- I just... 
I, there's no way you're going to finish that whole no, thing. No, I, I assume not. you're going to take it home. <laughs> yes. And there, I love cold pizza for breakfast. Oh, it's good. Isn't oh it? yeah. So there you go. There's your breakfast. Perfect. Um, and I'm yeah. I just need to go home and die. Unbutton my pants. <laughs> rub my stomach for a bit. I've I've committed gluttony tonight. Uh, but you're awesome. And so you know, we'll keep our fingers crossed that we'll see you reemerging or hear you really reemerging in the professional wrestling world. Yes, you will. You will. You will. And you can see me on Impact every week. And um, I was on last season of iZombie, and I'm pretty sure oh, I'll be right. on this season of iZombie. So just follow me on Instagram because I just set it up, and I don't have anybody on it because I don't know how to use it. And follow me on Twitter, and then this will all be one big happy family. I forgot about iZombie. That's super cool. Yeah. 